It's not all about numbers because some states, including my own in California, have staffing ratios, but we also have a law that says you have to have an acuity system and you staff by acuity. So what we do in California, I'm now at Harvard UCLA as the chief nurse, and staffing is top of mind for me because I want to make sure our patients are safe, is we staff by patient acuity unless it falls below the ratios, and then we staff by uh, nurse to patient ratios. Welcome to the allnurses.com podcast. This is Nancy Blay, and she is going to talk with us about the healthy work environment and also staffing. So what exactly are some of the things that the hospitals are doing to improve the work environments? Different hospitals are doing different things. There are six standards, communication, collaboration, effective decision-making, staffing, authentic leadership, meaningful recognition. And a lot of work has been done on improving communications. And a lot of sentinel events or untoward events that happen toward patients have to do with communication and collaboration of the team. So handoff, communicating uh, when you're getting an order from the physician, reading back, seeing the team as a team. So it's not the nurse, the physician, the respiratory care practitioner in critical care. It's the healthcare team that's doing the best they can to improve safety for the patient, but also improve the work environment for the healthcare team. There's been a lot of uh, research done on behalf of AACN by Beth Ulrich. She did a review of what was going on uh, about patient outcomes and staffing, and that you have not only the right numbers of people, but the right competencies of the nurse, and that there's an effective match between the needs of the patient and the competencies of the nurse. Different places are doing different things, but overall, we're coming up on a large nursing shortage with a lot of the boomers retiring. So making sure that you have the right numbers for the patient acuity. When I was at Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, we implemented the Cerner Clairvia Acuity System, which is based on the nursing outcomes. So the patient acuity is uh, as the patient gets sicker, the nursing needs are more. So you may need to have that patient as a one-to-one in critical care, which means that nurse only has one patient. Patients have gotten sicker in the hospital and a lot more patients are being taken care of at home, which means security has really gone up in the hospital. But making sure that you have not only the right number of nurses, the nurses are getting out on breaks because they need to be refreshed when they're taking care of that high acuity patient, making sure that you have the right competencies, because with all the boomers and experienced nurses retiring, we are bringing in new graduates into critical care. So make sure that they get the appropriate orientation. But what I'm speaking about is a staffing and acuity system that actually helps identify the needs of the patient and tell you, you know, what you need for that patient. In critical care, it's one to one and one to two. Uh, But there are times when a patient needs two or three nurses. If they're in acute trauma, they're a fresh post-op, they have a lot of issues and they're uh, having cardiac arrest. It may be that you have two or three nurses and they're helping. So making sure that you have the appropriate number of nurses. And like I said, I think it's really important that nurses get refreshed during their shift and that they get out on a, a break Um, so they can step away from that high adrenaline, high acuity. But the um, Cerner Clairvia system has actually helped us. And and we looked at 
a 95% to 105% productivity. Um, and I'm happy to say that I'm a new CNO at this facility, but the county is also implementing it in all four of their hospitals in the Clairview system, which works with the standard medical record to pull the data. So it's not a task-based tool that a nurse has to check off what they're doing for that patient. It actually pulls the patient acuity from the charting and the electronic mm -hmm. medical record. So that has been a, a great adjunct to our own intuitive selection of how, how many hours of care that patient requires. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's more individualized. It's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, just because you're in ICU, you, like you said, you may need more nurses than just one. And that's based on the criteria that you all have set up. I'm not a fan of ratios because all they look at is the number of nurses mm -hmm. you need. And I think the struggle people have is they have a grid that if you have this many patients, you need this many nurses. And that does not take into acuity the individual, uh, the individual acuity of the patient. So you really need to look at the individual needs of the patient exactly. and staff appropriately. I believe there's five states with ratios. I know that in Massachusetts, they voted down the ratio overall, but critical care does have ratios. But like I said, that's just a numbers game. It doesn't take into account the acuity of the patient. It has to be a combination. I can see where you have kind of suggested ratio for the different levels of care, like ICU versus med surge and emergency room, um, things like that. But who makes the judgment of the acuity level? The system tells you the suggested acuity of the patient. And it's also with the staffing, you can assign a nurse to patients. And, and basically, if you look at one to two patient, needs 12 hours of care on that shift. So if you try and assign a nurse, two patients, one has 18 hours of care, one has 12, it's gonna tell you that assignment's incorrect because a nurse can't possibly do that much. And I think, you know, the concern from finance is that nurses were trying to pad their acuities or do something to get more nurses. This pulls from the, the needs of the patient out of the medical record. So uh, what was nice for me is we implemented the system at Children's Hospital. After that, there were no questions with the budget because it actually had the needs of the patient and the needs on that unit for any given shift. So we were actually able to budget based on the previous year's needs. And there wasn't a whole lot of work to defend our staffing needs because it was all in the system. We did need to watch and make sure that a new charge nurse wasn't under estimating the staffing and, and actually because if there were 50% productivity, it meant that you weren't using your staff to the fullest. Mm -hmm. You know, there was great data and I think that's what's important when it comes to staffing is having good data. So when you go to the finance or you go to the CEO to talk about the needs, the data is there. And I think that's been one of the stumbling blocks too is the financial need for this and how are we going to afford this? We don't right. have that or we don't have enough nurses because of the nursing shortage, what do we do now? And they talk about penalties, but the bottom line shouldn't be finance. It should be yeah. patient care. Right. Care. How are you judging the outcomes of this? There's been a lot of nursing research done about when your staffing isn't what it needs to be, that you have poor patient outcomes. So we had better patient outcomes, but we also had better uh, nurse engagement scores because it felt like they had the staffing that they needed. So how can nurses um, help improve the work environment overall? Well, I think first what I always tell people is to look within themselves to see what they're doing 
to create a toxic work environment, mm -hmm. if they're not working as a team player, if they're not helping everyone, not just their friends, if they're not giving feedback to the appropriate people. Because I think a lot of times people think, well, the administrators already know that. So I think what's important is to make sure that if there's a concern or an issue on a unit, that they bring it to their manager. And if their manager, you know, doesn't bring it forward, that they they go up their chain of command to make sure that everyone understands their issues. Because as, even as a CNO, I can make an assumption of what the staff need, but it's not going to be correct. Mm -hmm. And I always tell the staff, please feel free to give me feedback, because if you don't tell me what I'm doing wrong or what you need, I'm going to make an assumption which may be wrong, but I may be doing the wrong thing with good intention because I don't know. So I don't think feedback's a bad thing.